0: Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Reagan Genchieski, bringing you all things Hillsdale Charger Sports. Today, it is just me in the studio. Cal is taking what we call a chronication, unfortunately. Uh, He tested positive, but we will be back next week. Don't you worry. But quick, before we get to our extra special interview, just a quick recap from Hillsdale, Hillsdale Sports over the weekend. In their season opener on Saturday, Hillsdale football fell to Michigan Tech 14-10. to In total, the Chargers had 98 passing yards, 70 rushing yards, and two turnovers. Statistical leaders for the Chargers included senior linebacker John Pearson with two sacks and six tackles, and junior quarterback Luke Keller was 6-15 for 15 with 98 yards and two interceptions. The Chargers take on UND next Saturday in their home opener. And the women's volleyball team opened up this weekend at the Ferris State Invite. The team went 2-2 on the trip, with senior Maddie Scheider hitting a career milestone of 1,000 digs and senior Lindsey Mertz achieving 4,000 assists. Senior Alyssa Van Wienen led the team with 53 kills, and junior Caroline Shelton was close behind with 47 kills and 55 digs. Mertz had 163 assists. The nationally ranked team will travel to West Palm Beach, Florida for the Hyatt Place Bash next weekend. Speaking of volleyball, we have a very special guest here in the studio with us. As I just mentioned, she hit a very important milestone in her career this this weekend. Lindsay, thanks for coming in.
1: Hi again. Thanks for having me.
0: So you guys opened up this weekend. You went two and two on the weekend. Uh, how did you think, looking back, that this weekend really went?
1: I think it was a really good growth experience for our team. Um, we have quite a few younger players this season. We brought in um, five new players, including a player that came at semester, um, making it six total freshmen plus a tra- freshman plus a transfer. Um, so we got a lot of growing pains and learning how to all play with each other. We have obviously four fifth year seniors that are still hanging around. So. Um, we're all just kind of getting comfortable playing next to each other and with each other, being such a big squad. Um, even during practices, we don't always, you know, play on the same side as everyone. So um, just getting a feel for what everyone can bring to the team and who we can rely on in certain points um, was a really cool experience.
0: And you do have,, um, like you said, just a a big range in grades. What's that upperclassmen, uh, underclassmen dynamic like?
1: I think it's been really good. Um, Our freshman class takes a lot of initiative, which is really cool. Um, They're really quick to step up to help with things and ask where they can help out, even just making practices run smoother, getting things ready for games. Um, So that's been really helpful because they really take the initiative to get to know everyone on the team. Um, And it makes it easier on the upperclassmen in trying to get to know them and um, pushing past some of those like first couple interactions and you know kind of building that team chemistry.
0: Do you think the freshman taking initiative because that's special, um, and that doesn't come with every team. Do you think that's uh, because of your team dynamic?
1: I think a little bit. Um, I think that coach has like expressed a lot during like our team meetings and stuff like that how important each member is of our team and how everyone can play such a vital role to our success this season. So I think a lot of the, I mean, oh, everyone on the team has taken that to heart and I think have taken ownership of this team. Um, so I think that's going to be really special and something that's going to be crucial for our success this season. Just having everyone showing up and going um, as hard as they can every day at practice is going to make our team really strong.
0: And again, like I mentioned, I think this is the third time now, but it's that incredible. You had 4,000 assists in your career. Can you take me through that moment when you you set that 4,000th four, 4, assist? I
1: actually didn't even really know that I had hit it until after the game and then I re- like remembered and my parents held up the sign. But uh, my teammates all said that once I hit 4,000, my mom was out of her seat with the, the sign up which was really cool because um, it's just cool when your parents have been with you throughout your whole sports experience and then they grow and develop that passion for the game alongside of you if not even more like my mom loves volleyball twice as much as i do and i'm not even ashamed of that because um she just loves it that much so it was really cool um to get to have that moment with my parents and then have that moment with my team i think it was my dad told me after the match he thought it was maggie Depore that got that four thousandth ki- uh, kill for me so that was really cool and then um after the game I saw like the post and um, a bunch of former players had reached out to me and congratulated me and it was just cool to think about like someone that did um, reach out to me was Jackie Langer who was like she I think was like fifth year my freshman year because she had transferred so she was quite a bit older than Mm -hmm. I was and she was someone that reached out to me and it was just a really cool moment because she could have likely been the first person to get um, a kill off my set. So it was definitely a full circle moment and a lot of fun to um, be able to see that big picture.
0: Yeah, that is, that sounds incredible. I saw the post just like other, everybody was posting it on their Instagram stories. Uh, do you celebrate a thousand? Have you celebrated each mile, like each a thousand assists or whatever in your career?
1: No, I haven't. Um, this was the first one that we really celebrated, I think, because. Um, it's like kind of the big number I guess Mm -hmm. like a thousand a season is pretty typical um, of a a good setter for probably most programs unless they run a system in which they have two setters on the floor at a time so until you really reach the 4,000 mark that's kind of where it becomes really special so I knew I was close, and I was happy to get it this weekend.
0: And you hit a four thousand assists in high school as mm-hmm. well. Did you have a celebration for that?
1: I'm not sure if I celebrated it at the time. I think like after the season, I looked back and saw like because I think I I don't know if I still am in the top five or whatever, mm-hmm. but at that point it was like five like in top five for state of Michigan, which was kind of a cool thing because was really the only you know, special record that I, that I held in high school. So I'm not sure if it's still in existence or not. But I remember after the fact, that was a lot of fun to look back on and see.
0: Uh, talking to Lindsay Mertz here on Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. This is your fifth year on the team. Um, not many people get a fifth year. And you chose to stay for a fifth year. Uh, how did you come to that decision?
1: Honestly, um, it was a really hard decision for me. I think, like, for Alyssa, like, she was, she knew right away when she had the opportunity that she was going to take it. Um, she, like, wants to coach. She wants to be involved with the sport her whole life. For me, I've always kind of been a plan aheader, so it was hard when I had to decide between, like, taking a career or taking the volleyball route, and I remember I was, like, in the chapel one morning, and I was just praying about it because I knew I had a job lined up and I like the company had told me like we have a position for you and I still wasn't completely sold on it and I like broke down I was like God come on please like like tell me the decision to make here because I can't make it on my own and like later that day I got a phone call from them and they were like we're so sorry this never happens but we gave the position to someone else and like it it was totally something that we had no control over and you know, the whole bit. So it was just a really, really cool moment where I like felt like God was telling me like, go on, like finish this career, like finish this out. Um, I want you here. So um, couldn't really ignore that sign, which was pretty cool. So I'm happy. I'm happy I decided to listen to him and come back.
0: Was it like a feeling of relief? Like, I mean, even like when they call and say we've given the job to somebody else but it's also like an answered prayer like what were your emotions in that moment
1: at first i was super upset Mm -hmm. i had immediately forgotten earlier in the day when i was like so upset about it i was like this is ridiculous and so upset about it and then i like reflected back on like what the day had been i was like i literally asked for this (laughs) so i I couldn't help but be grateful for it in the end but at first it was a real like slap in the face the pride but got there eventually
0: and you mentioned your faith that you you prayed for this um i think last weekend it was i accidentally walked in on your team bible study i was hanging out with one of your teammates and there were like there were so many people there it seemed like a majority of your team goes and you run it and caroline shelton was telling me like You guys have food. I saw a PowerPoint. Like, it just looks like a a, a great time. What is the secret to a successful team Bible study?
1: I think acceptance of, like, everyone in their different backgrounds. Like, we have people on our team that, you know, have grown up in the faith their whole life. Some people that just now are, like, coming to know God and who he is and what role he can, you know, be in their lives and who they are in him. Um, So I think just inviting everyone in, and that constant invitation, that constant hospitality by, you know, opening up a home and providing food for people and allowing them to talk about whatever they want to talk about, whether it be volleyball or school or God or what that relationship looks like to them. Um, it's been really good for not only, like, our, our mission with our Bible study, and I, I said this at the first Bible study, is to come to know god and come to know one another and um you may take away more from one aspect or the other and that's totally fine Um, but that's just like what we're setting out to do this semester and what we've been trying to do um, for several years now i've i took it over from girls that have done it before me and they've all done such an excellent job with it so it's kind of been a tradition on our team to have it going
0: and i really admire just your team Uh, chemistry just like really everything about your team I think is uh remarkable and your work ethic and something that I think my coach got from your coach is David Goggins uh can't hurt me this book that's super intense we've never read it my coach read it though and last year our first week on campus um I think I like he was running four miles every four hours or whatever because he got that from that book uh so you guys, correct. you don't read the book, but it's mentioned every year, right?
1: So we read it, I want to say like a year and a half ago, Okay. Um, before COVID. But I think even like our incoming freshman class read it before they came in this fall. So everyone on our team has read it, um, the Can't Hurt Me book. And we've, we haven't gone through it in depth um, like we did last year in the year before, I believe. So that's when we were really focused on it. We read a, we read a different book this summer called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And we've been kind of going through that book in addition to the Can't Hurt Me book.
0: So. Wh- what's one of the things that mentally strong people don't do?
1: Now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, okay. Probably the one... That stands out to me the most.
0: Hopefully, Coach Gravel isn't listening. He's like, Lindsay, think of something.
1: It's really hard on the spot. Okay. It's fine. Uh, th- okay. It's like they the one that probably stands out to me the most is just that, like, they don't focus on things they can't control. Mm. So, like, just focusing on things that they have control over. Um, and that's something we talk about a lot with volleyball because, obviously, with any sport, there are calls that go opposite of your favor with covid there's a million things that can go wrong and um all of those things we don't have control over but being able to like stay a, a mentally strong individual individual is like super important to being successful with our sport so i think that's the one that probably has stood out the most
0: talking to Lindsay mertz a volleyball player on uh here at hillsdale it's radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm Going back to this um, mental toughness, these books that you read, every time I watch you guys play, you're always like smiling. Like even if something bad happens, you guys are like, oh, like you, you're you always smiling and having fun on the court. Do you think that goes back to um, some of you guys have read in this book? Or is that come from more of Coach Gravel?
1: I think it's a mix. I mean, we talk a lot about um, like when you're at your peak performance and you're um, In quote the zone, you're in quote level two. So, level one would be like you're under activated for game time, level two is you're in a peak performance state, quote, in the zone, and like level three and four would be over activation. So, we talk about trying to find that level two, and that's a mixture of like determination but also enjoyment and just being able to enjoy what you're doing in the moment and like soaking it up celebrating yourself and your teammates and like also having that urge and desire to win and knowing like I can make any play like that I would make in practice or more so I think that's where that feeling comes from because I think people are like attempting or in the zone um while they play and a lot of that involves like laughing having fun trying to like channel that inner enjoyment along with the focus and determination
0: I'm gonna have to like clip this and like make it like my ringtone or something because that's like something I need to remember in softball it's just like you can make every play I love that you can make every play you make in practice and more um that's like a great mentality to have it it's what makes you guys so successful um So we always play this game, uh, especially in our final minutes. I do want to talk to you about it. It's called, Can I Eat This, Coach Gravel? Uh, I think Martin came up with it. So you guys have a little bit of like a a meal plan, right? Uh, Can you take me through exactly what that is?
1: Yeah, so in season, we try to fuel our bodies to perform our best. So there are a couple items that we like try to not, eat or drink like throughout the whole season so namely like we can't have pop or alcohol in season um and then as far as eating goes like for five meals before a game so if we have a game friday night we would have three meals on friday and two on thursday that we would eat especially healthy in order to fuel our bodies to perform our best come game time on friday so that's like the main basis um a couple of the stand, like standout things are just like you can't have dessert, uh, no fried foods, and like nothing especially creamy like mac and cheese or like Alfredo sauce. Let's say.
0: Okay, so let's play. Let's say you have a Friday game. It's a Thursday. Um, we're at lunch, going through saga. Let's say they have uh, pasta. Yes.
1: So we can have pasta Um, the day before the game. We can have pasta with red sauce, and we can have, um, like, ground beef. We can have a red meat the day before.
0: Okay. Grilled cheese.
1: Yes. Always.
0: Why?
1: Namely, like, you can have any sandwich that has... Like the day before, you can have any type of sandwich, really. Um, the day of only cheese or with like a white meat is allowed.
0: Okay, what about chicken tenders?
1: Fried, so no.
0: No. Uh, can you have ranch dressing?
1: If you like a salad only with ranch, and the only way you'll eat it is with ranch dressing, you can have it. If you're using it as a side in order to eat vegetables because you wouldn't normally eat them, pl- like you couldn't eat them plain. And quote, couldn't, like everyone can, but <laughs> if that's going to incentivize you to eat something extra healthy, then you may. But if you can limit it or eliminate it altogether, you should.
0: How about vitamin water?
1: Okay, this one is kind of a toss-up because that vitamin water and Saga, I know... I know that's not, like, the sugar-free vitamin right. water. So I think that would fall under the category of juice, and you can have one cup of juice um, each day You're on the fuel.
0: Okay. How about a popsicle, like a freezy pop?
1: I would say um, normal popsicles, no. If it's, like, a Greek yogurt popsicle <laughs> or something like that, probably it's okay.
0: Okay, because that's, like borderline dessert like but it's like is it a juice if I let it melt but there's sugar it's like sugary ice Um, I'm trying to think let's see a pulled pork sandwich
1: yes the day before would be fine
0: okay a burger
1: yes the day before
0: and do you guys eat at McDonald's I've always wondered this
1: okay when we're not in season sometimes coach gets these grand ideas that we are gonna go to McDonald's while we're on the fuel and find something to eat for breakfast usually that only happens if like steph couldn't have like steph used or i mean i should say dean gravel um (laughs) if she wasn't able to travel with us for some reason we'd sometimes find ourselves at mcdonald's or um now taylor if she was with wasn't with us we would maybe end up there but i haven't been there since probably my freshman year and i think
0: it was uh-huh. just once i like <laughs> wow I, I i can't imagine living without mcdonald's like i think i go oh, like probably way too often uh we're really big for breakfast on the road we go to bob evans do you guys go there yes we well, go there. it's ton. because it's the one dollar sign and mm-hmm. it's like we're on a budget uh lindsay is there anything that you wish you could eat like some food that's just hard for you to stay away from when you're on the fuel
1: it's a great question. Um, I'm a huge chocolate person, but we are allowed to have one piece of chocolate if it's above, I think it's 68% chocolate um, or like cocoa. So- How do you
0: look that up? <laughs> like, do you Google like this Hershey's bar? You're like, is this 68% chocolate?
1: Well, I think really the only ones I know for sure, the Ghirardelli ones that you can buy and like the package. So I'll just like stock up on a couple of those before the season starts. So if I'm like really needing something that really helps. And then sparkling water is also a great way to get like to fix any sort of sugar cravings. Mm. So those are pretty easy fallbacks. Um, Really I don't have a super hard time following it i've been trying to be a little bit healthier with the way i eat because i've noticed it helps my performance unfortunately so um for the most part it's been pretty doable and i i definitely feel better when i eat well so for the most part it's been pretty pretty manageable
0: i totally feel the same way i don't know how to cook but i feel like eating healthier would be easier if i knew how to cook and that's something i'm like trying to get into and The sparkling water, I've gotten on that kick um, because I saw Caroline drinking them the other day, and I was like, I want to be just like the volleyball team. Well, Lindsay, congratulations again on 4,000 assists. That's incredible. I know you're on pace to break a record. Uh, Thank you for coming on the show. And thank you for listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.